Welcome in, second episode of In the Mix with Mike. Let's get it tonight. All right, here with my co-host, Jose. How are we so, feeling tonight, so Jose? I know you want to get to a yeah, lot yeah, of things. Yeah, I want to get to it. Let's introduce. Absolutely, know, absolutely. We're bringing him back. Second week in a row, the second producer, Waukee Willette. What's good, I'm back. I'm back to maintain, the man that maintains. What's going on? Perfect, perfect. Nice. Nice evening. Let's get into it. So, Jose, I know you're going to let me and Juan know about it. Let's go. To, let's get to it. All right. Last night, the Mets beat the Yankees for the second consecutive day. 3-2 last night. So, Marte had the walk-off in the ninth. Absolute Absolutely. dart. Makes it worse that Jose called it right before it happened. All he does is hit long drives. I mean. All he does is hit long drives. He's so. yoked. I mean, we talked about that before. Yeah, so. yeah. How tall is he? Like 6'3"? I think so. He's Dominican, man. He's a product. Well, he's, he's a product in the art. Oh, yeah. He has to be like 6'6", six, six, 200 what a, probably. What a way to win, right? He's oh. an athlete. Man. How do you end a sweep with the walk-off? Oh, man. Wow, we're going to hear this. I've been hearing it all well, night. We, we, were, we, we sweeped out when I saw the closer come in in the 8th, and I was like, ah, was, when, it's, he, when it's crunch time in the ninth, it's over. He was nervous from the jump, to be honest. Like, yeah. When you saw him, he was panicking. He was thinking, he was second-guessing himself. Wait, Bob with that ball, shh, gone. Good yeah. night. He knew it was over right there. When that ball hit the tip of his glove, that's why he got up and picked it up. <laughs> Threw it so hard. He knew. When he slammed his hand into the ground, because he knew he just lost. Yeah. Think about it. I mean, I played baseball too many years to know. That was a, Man that was, on third, one out. That man is scoring 95% of the times the older you are. He's right. You know what I'm saying? Especially with a team like the Mets, they can hit the ball. They can see yeah, that yeah. they don't strike out a lot. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Put the ball in play. Even bro. that second baseman they have. I forget his name, but I saw him throughout the uh, throughout the series. Uh, uh, this, maybe the shortstop, white white guy, young. Oh, uh, no, it was just in the All Star game. McNeil was it McNeil or was, was it just in the All Star game for the Mets? For the Mets, McNeil, yeah. whatever yeah, his name it was. What position does he play? Second. Yeah, second. second. Yeah, that's what we you got said. Lindor. Right, whatever. No, no, yeah, Lindor short. short. Yeah. My fault. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I watched him. He doesn't strike out. That kid. Mm-hmm. That kid is good. And then also, I had a weird feeling when I saw Aaron Judge not produce, and sure, we also also the rest of the lineup wasn't. Yeah. And then. Everybody's bets were chalked, but also my money line bet was chalked because of one man. Something, something's going on. Something's going on. Listen, if Judge doesn't have a good night, it's because of one man. To win. Carpenter slowed down. You don't really see his production. He he's cooling down. Uh, who else? Well, no Torres stand. was until the home run in the eighth there last night. Yeah, that was clutch. Yeah. That was a clutch hit. I can't believe that because I think me and you were talking about that the other day. We were like, I was like, Torres every time strikes out mm-hmm. all the time. And then what's he do? Goes up there in the eighth, hits a two-run bomb, tie game. I was like, I opened the door. I was like, yo, Jose, you see that? You stepped out for a little bit. We were yeah, all watching yeah. the game here last night. Jose steps out, and I'm like, Torres hit a bomb, two-run shot. He's like, no way. Torres? I'm like, yeah. Tie the game. Tie game. But you love to see it. I that do, scene, absolutely. Bro, that energy in the building was crazy. Great. It's electric. Like yeah. you don't even know how many Mets fans there are, how many Yankee fans there are. It's just it's yep. loud in that building. Yep. Those rivalry games are, you know, good for the city. It's good for the game. Like absolutely. Game too. It was a good game. A even Aaron Aaron, Aaron, Boo, Aaron Boo talked about that the night before the game. He said, you know, there's like a different buzz in the city. In yeah, York, yeah, yeah. You know, there could be a possible World Series matchup. We talked about it last week that on would the be on the intro. I would love to go, like, for that. Like, me and you talked about trying to go. Yeah, that would be amazing. Last one was in 2000, Subway Series. Yankees swept yeah, yeah. them in 2000. City would be jumping. That would be amazing. But let's talk about reaction in this game because the first night it was 6-3 Mets pretty much on point that, that night. The Yankees, 
hung around, obviously, and then Rizzo had a chance. He hit that 3-0 of the center, but didn't happen. And then last night, Scherzer, I think, for me, really was the highlight for the Mets. I think the Yankees just could not hit him. We've seen this happen when they played the Astros. Me and Juan being Yankee fans, I've seen this happen many times. Yeah, they own you guys. And now, Jose, as a Met fan, you know, he's smiling. You, know, you gotta let Met fans talk, man. It's hard to come across good seasons like that, bro. So when we have a good season, you just gotta run with it. Absolutely. And I think we've been pretty good the last couple of years, mm-hmm. and after we we signed Lindor, you know, yeah. he brought an energy to the to the city. Mm-hmm. You know, he's Spanish, he's Puerto Rican, the city's rocking. You know, he goes out first series against the Yankees, three home runs in the first series. That captivated his his how would you say his rivalry yeah. with the Yankees, like absolutely. And he's beaten them before when he was in Cleveland, so. He has a pretty good record against the Yankees. And the Mets did enough in that game last night. Like, I think these two games really are like a playoff matchup. With that atmosphere, everything mm-hmm. kind of meant midseason. You know, Mets and Yankees renewing that old rivalry. And you see Scherzer out there last night. Just pitch a gem. Like, and the Mets did what they had to do to win the game mm-hmm. with behind Scherzer. You know what I mean? And, and that's, like you said, they could be a tough matchup in the he playoffs. And we'll see what happens. Bro. But... The Yankees, after the game, go out there and get Ben Intendi. So we'll see what happens late with them. Hey, Benny. I'm just trying to remember. Move, move past today after how many, how many times. It was a great series. I knew it was going to. He's going to let me hear about it. I knew it was going to be a great series when first game, yeah. first inning, yep. two two runs, home run, home run, back to back. Uh, who was Alonzo it? played a great great series in this one. He had the bomb last night yeah. to left. Then bottom of the first. Yep. They go tie the game. Mm. That set the tone from the very first game, the in very game, first, yeah, the first game on game one. Yep. So it's like, yo, we out here to to battle, like, so yep. we gotta represent the city. Who's gonna be the king of the city right now? Absolutely. As of right now, the Mets run the city. I would respect that, honestly. I mean, yes, the, the Yankees right got the better record, but they didn't beat them where it counts. But we'll see yeah. what happens. Next matchup is in Yankee Stadium. I would say about three, four months or three, four weeks away. So we'll see who wins that one. How do you feel about the whole only two game series? It's it's strange because we got the Mets and the Yankees back in the day when I lived in New York yeah. and you were there and Juan was there we were all there like it used to be Friday Saturday Sunday in Chase Stadium mm-hmm. and then you know about a month later it was usually June and July about to be in Yankee Stadium for three games Friday Saturday Sunday now it's two games and two games split up about a month apart. But I'm confused. Why did we do that for the Mets and Yankees? Yeah, but yeah. now we have, we're in Pennsylvania now. We got the Phillies and Pirates playing four games in a row, and then they play another four games in a row. Yeah, yeah. The Phillies. We see them so many times. So it's like, why are we diminishing these robberies in in Major League Baseball when it's you know, end of July? Sports is kind of you know low key right now in the season overall. And we have action between the Mets and Yankees. Everybody's talking about a number one thing trending. You know, Aaron Judge, Scherzer, those matchups. Like, this Mm -hmm. is good baseball in July. You know what I mean? Why did we just do away with that from a business standpoint? It makes no sense. This is one of the best rivalries in baseball. Absolutely. And they're both at the top of their game right now. Absolutely. Both in first place. I don't get it. Nationals and, I mean, not Nationals, in the National League and American League. Yep. So... We need three games. I agree. It leaves you wanting more, though. You know, that's that's All the right, object of capitalism. To... Now they're going to hold on to it. If that matchup keeps coming up, imagine next year. Imagine if the playoffs and or... But it's been two years already that they've done the, that. The alleged World Series. Yep. Just imagine that. That raises baseball then all the way up. But baseball is also losing interest, so 
I, I do see your point in that. That's what I'm saying. And he, over over the year, it's been more of a decline oh, than a, yeah. than an incline. So yeah, I a, would say as that. As you can see, they're giving baseball players more shine. Mm. We're not used to seeing baseball players being interviewed in the middle of a game, mic'd up. Absolutely. That's more NBA style. Goes viral. So goes yeah, social. They're giving us more behind the scenes, which is better. We have a lot of young talent in baseball right now. Yep. Big power names. Yeah, Juan Soto, who's up. Talked about him. He's 23 years old right there. 23 years old. He's mm-hmm. probably... Tatis. Tatis. Jeremy Pena. Jeremy Pena. When he comes the back. Astros, uh, Vladdy Jr. Absolutely. Monster. What about how about the Yankees? You got Judge, Stan, whoever you want. Acuna. Mm-hmm. You saw Yeah, there's a lot of young, young talent in the league. Yellich is very young, too. But Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Absolutely. I, I would say, though, this is like... Like Juan said, you know, the decline of the watching of baseball. I, we'll probably get into this Otani, at another episode. But, like, absolutely, Otani. Uh, Mike Trout, too. Come on. How, we can't forget about him. Bryce Harper. We'll go down no, the list. No Bryce Harper. But we need to have, like, a, a talk about, like, could the season end a little bit earlier? It goes very deep into September. Would it be better to have it end closer? You how, many, know? how many games would you say uh, regular season to have? Honestly... 2020 was a good season seeing the shorter. You have to get out every game. It really made the importance of games, you know? So I would say, honestly, for baseball, if we had a 125-game season and then grow the playoffs a little bit more, you know, make the postseason really hard. Give teams a chance. Make games mean a little bit more. I still think there's a lot of games. Yeah, they're playing 162 now. And off minimum saying. off days, very minimal. I mean, the Yankees, I think they were playing like 22 Games in 24 days or something like that. Like, That's insane. Absolutely. That's in the travel. heat of the summer. Yeah, yeah. And you also lose that interest because most people are filling in right now because there's nothing on. When football comes back and when, you know, whatever comes back. I say 100 games is 100? a good number for a full season. Yeah. Then playoffs. And, and we'll see. I, 60 was perfect. Yeah. But then again, you lose a lot of revenue if you cutting out half the season. Hmm. Not selling any tickets, you're not selling merchandise, you're not selling food. Yeah. You know, that affects your business. You have to pay these players that you're giving these massive contracts to. 300 dollars $500 million is crazy. How are you going to pay that if you're not performing, you're not all having yeah. shows, you're not playing games? Absolutely. You got to bring the people out. So I don't think we'll ever get back to 60 games, but I'll say 100 would be a great number. Yeah, we'll have to see how MLB handles that kind of with the future. You know, a lot of a lot of changing in the world. Maybe MLB makes a change there. Oh, uh, I don't think it's going to happen. You don't think it's going to happen now? We'll see. It's too hard. It's too much money you're losing. Uh, I'll tell you somebody else who's not losing money right now. Julio Jones. Julio. Going to the Buccaneers. We segue into football. Season coming up. Hall of Fame game next Thursday already. Jags Raiders. But Julio Jones is the big news. Obviously signing with the Buccaneers. That. I mean, another weapon for Tom Brady. He's coming back. You gotta think he's gonna be really trying to run down the Rams in the NFC after they knocked him out of the playoffs and won on the win the Super Bowl last year. He needs yeah. that big body. He needs that big body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of a different breed, bro. Absolutely. He's jumping out the gym. You can't guard that man one on one. Mm. Freak. There's no one in the league that could guard him one on one. Yep. One year, six million for Julio. One year, six million. million. Yeah, that's what they did. But I mean, he that's, did. What happened to him cheap. last year? Why did he? He underperformed last year. I know he didn't have a crazy season. Last Still getting six. The Titans run the ball. 
They're not throwing the ball. They run, 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 run. All right. But less than 500 yards for Julio Jones in a year. Something was up up last year, man. That's bad. And there's no way that Derrick Henry took that whole load where he only got the 500 yards. You know what I'm saying? Because a man like him, even if it's primarily a run offense, and, you know, I'm not going to lie, I only watched like maybe two Titans games. I think I watched that game when they played the Steelers at home. And then I might have watched them play the Dolphins at one point last year. But I think regardless, in the year. regardless, a man like Julio Jones, and you're gonna go out and make him Tom Brady's primary, <laughs> primary target. That's coming off of a that shitty, coming off of a shitty season, though, he needs to pick it up That's early. Dangerous. I think he I needs mean, to pick it up early, and he needs to produce the whole season and stay healthy. Keep in mind, because NFC is not gonna be a joke this year. Mm. So say he goes out, just misses maybe five weeks to seven weeks, he could be chalked. He's gonna what come in the playoffs and then run into maybe a. I, could run into the Rams the first round. Yeah. Gonna, well, how are you going to do that? How are you going to do if that? They, if they slip, I mean, I would so say he, maybe a later matchup, he, but you never know. And obviously. he didn't have a great season last year. And, you know, players, it's half mental, half physical. He better be good and be ready. It's also those those playbooks down there in Tampa. Who knows what Tom Brady's yeah, got good, going on. One of his last years, too, dealing with him in the locker room. Ball. But it is good. Julio Jones, veteran player. That's going to be exciting Julio to see. Jones good for the locker Mike room. Evans good for the organization. Same field. <laughs> How do you guard that? That's dangerous. That's dangerous. I mean, not only who. How do you guard that? It's like Tom Brady's throwing the ball. Exactly. Like you can't guard that. Like there's nothing to do about yeah, that. When he starts heating up, and you got to feel like the way that it went last year. You know, the box. Like, at the end of the year, people were questioning them. The Rams noticeably looking good. Everybody kind of coming in that matchup. And the Rams sent home Tom Brady, go on and win a Super Bowl. Tom Brady retires, you would have thought, comes back. Now we, we got to see what happens because that could be a very enticing matchup. I, I do think with Brady, I, I, I got to you know bring this up. It was a funny tweet today. Max Kellerman, six years ago, on first take, was like, Tom Brady's declining. He's off the cliff, right? Tom Brady hit him back and was just like three rings and one brand already developed later. And I haven't heard of Max Kellerman in forever. Like, guy hasn't been anywhere. Just to show you how long Tom Brady just keeps on doing Bro, and keep playing the haters. Is, Shout out Tom Brady, real good. Awesome. Brady is the greatest football player. Absolutely. Of all. 100%. I gotta say, stop saying absolutely, but 100% on Tom Brady. 100%, bro. 100%. But I, I also am one did. of the biggest Brady haters. But we did just get news from the back also that mm. Julio Jones has been battling a couple injuries over the last two seasons. He's been and it's late on his and it's late in his career. So just like I'm saying, boys, it's gonna be interesting to see if he stays healthy and how much he produces now in that offense. Because yep. Mike Evans can take a load too. But in the red zone, Julio Jones is gonna have to be fading out to some corner and making these crazy if catches he's for a Brady. Decoy, which he's not gonna be, but that is a savage decoy to have. You have to guard him regardless. You have to guard him really good. You have to double team him. You have to stay in front of him. And you know what's gonna happen? Mike Evans is gonna cook because now he has one on one. But but you lose Gronk also. So whoever comes into that. Position when Mike Evans isn't on the wing or trying hey, his listen, best. If I'm a needs to be good in. too for their whole offense because the defense in the NFC. I mean, even my Giants, their defense, their defense listen, is getting better. Me. So we play the Buccaneers once a year. We're gonna be in there. Who they were coming? Just saying. Listen, mm. if I'm coming in with Mike Evans on my left side or Julio on my right side, mm. and I'm playing the tight end position, I have nothing to worry about. 
You just need to get. It's a not Julio from 2015. I know, but you still just need to get down a little bit because it's not Julio from 2015-16. Just saying, it's Any not. Julio. It's not Atlanta Falcons Julio. You're still getting. You're getting 2022 to 2023 Julio now on a one-year deal. Who knows what he's doing next year? If God forbid something happens to him, he could be done forever. So it's it, it's going to be a game time decision for me to even based on how he could do. But I AB went out there, got a ring with Brady. I hope Julio does the same, but I don't see him doing it. Julio at eighty percent is still the best wide receiver in the game. I, I disagree. Uh I don't know. I He's still getting Julio Jones. Maybe I his disagree. his productivity on the offensive end doesn't exceed what it was, but I still think that he's still going to be a factor, give Tom Brady a target, and, you know, we're going to see what happens with it. I mean, it's going to be interesting. As I said, Hall of Fame game starts next week. We're on a kind of a low-key part of the sports world right now. Obviously, seasons are coming upon us, but we're still at the end of July. Uh, but big night in music tonight. Obviously, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Beyonce's dropping it out. Not before, before we get into music, Mike, I hate to cut you off, but... Yeah, I do just have to say, rest in peace to Jay the Youngin. Was shot today and killed in Louisiana. You know he has that song. He has a couple of hits. Okay, I mean, hey, we got R.I.P. But also, you know, I've, I've already seen... I think I know seen, what you're talking he, about. He Louisiana? Has, he, has just, he had just died today and I'd already seen some rappers, you know, dissing him. A couple of tracks came out, like, talking about your dead ops and stuff. I think it's wrong to start doing that in rap. So I'm just going to put that out there. I have nothing to do with dead ops and people and murder, so I'm going to keep my name off for everything. But rest in peace to Jada Youngman and everybody included in that. Just oh, we got to stop the violence and rap. Just, just putting that peace. out there. Putting that out there. Rest in peace. Absolutely. Cool. And, 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 I do just have to say, Beyonce is is dropping tonight. So get your popcorn, <laughs> get your Twizzlers, and sit down on the couch until 11.59. What do you think she's She said it was with? three years. Three years in the making. Jay-Z's got to be on that. Come and on, she right? dropped a picture of her kids that nobody... Something's up. Something's up. And also Drake, you know, dropped that album. And rumor had it that Drake took her idea and dropped the dance album before she did. Mm. So she either altered something last minute and it's amazing, altered <laughs> something last minute and it's shitty, or has this masterpiece that is still a dance album. And at the end, tops Drake. So that's what's going to be to see now. Imagine but I have having, my, my notifications on. Imagine having to drop the same night as Beyonce. Nav. That's tough. Nav's got that. If you guys haven't seen the preview, Little yeah. Baby and Travis Scott on that Nav track, that's going to be that's gonna be hot. Such completely different demos, I mean. So Nav, Nav ain't got anything to worry about. Shout out to Brown Boy, too, one of my favorite rappers, Nav. And I also have to say... Did anybody see Drake, Little Baby, and DJ Khaled? And I did like see that. Behind the scenes video shoot of the of the next bar that's gonna take God did the album to like Grammy success or something. That's gonna be hard. DJ Khaled was extremely God hype did. over this. But first thing that came to mind for me when I saw that, I don't know about you guys because we really haven't spoken about this, but I was like, I really hope and think that Drake is walking all over Little Baby on this, and that's that Drake is on the chorus. Oh, here we go. Just no, just to just just to preface, get it out right now. Up. Drake has to cook him up. And just to preface, I have no 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 horse in this race, no favor in the game. Little Baby is a great artist, and so is Drake. But I I hope that he comes. The last two song. songs, the last two songs, Little Baby did walk on him. He mm. did. Hmm? He did. Mm-hmm. Not on yes indeed. We, I, I want some melody though. This can't be yes, a. Indeed, he did. This can't he be did. a whole he bunch of him. snares. Really? He got him. He got I don't him. No, Drake's verse is tough on that. Yeah, no, Drake's, was, Drake's verse is hard. 
Baby flow was and so baby like, has the chorus. So baby has the chorus. That's where he got the chorus. Baby's chorus. Yeah, Randy ten thousand. I threw it like Brady. What yo? That that's hard. But Brady's, up, bro. Brady's. Obviously, little baby cook. Not only that, Drake. You just came off a dance album. I don't want to hear no more singing. Get to rapping. I do too. I want to hear rap. You want to hear that Jimmy with, Cooks? You on the song with little baby? Get to rapping. Yeah. Like, I don't want to hear no more singing. You just I gave agree. us a singers uh, a singing album. Give us. Bars. I want to hear him start the song off with, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. You know yeah. when he starts like that, and it's like, he had that on Dumpy, he's like, the nerve, the audacity. The audacity, like, come on, bro. Yeah. And he gets that. that too. The audacity, the audacity. But it's going to be a big night in music, huh. and it, it makes you think about all the big, like, artists that did drop this year, you know, if when Beyonce does tonight, Beyonce, Drake, Kendrick Lamar, we talked about it last week, and I was reading today, it was talking about how, you know, artists five, six years ago, have they progressed in a way that we would have thought they did at that time? You know, everybody compares music to like 2016. Does the year hold with 2016? Yeah, a lot of the mumble rap disappeared. Society changes though. So okay. comparing it to the time is different because the way we're consuming music now is so different from the way we consumed it in 2016. Because in a sense, in 2016, one, we were all younger. So we were in different phases of our life, just saying. So we were listening to Uzi was hitting different because we were drunk in early college and late high school for some of us at some party in the basement in middle Pennsylvania. <laughs> also, also, everything wasn't like TikTok based in a couple of hits and just a cool chorus. People were actually listening to music. There was a whole bunch of like dat piff. People were jumping on the apps in high school. Mm. Uh, SoundCloud, it was cool to be the first guy that found somebody on SoundCloud and got onto a beat. It was cool to be the person that like broke a song to your friends that then later was a hit. Now, it's, it's not really like that. Now everybody already knows the song and Everyone's quick to judge and, and kill the sense of music now. Also, we don't dance as much as we do. We don't go out to like the parties now because we're always on our phone and shit. You're interacting with the music completely different now. You hear it in your car when you're judging it. And yeah, you're not absolutely. judging it. That's the best it way now. to listen to music. And also, on a drive. Exactly. But then also, when you're judging and listening to this music, a lot of people that are jumping onto the 1201, 1202 right away when it drops, those are, those are your biggest fans and those are the people that want to be like, oh my god, I love this. Yeah. Well, that's not going to be the greatest music. So the respect for music has gone down overall. You you understand what I'm saying? I agree, and I, I think that's a good point. Saying, you know, I just think the change changed, on right? you, but I I think like 2016 people compare that year to because it was new. It was the first time we heard something, so everybody's going to think like it was a new wave. Yeah, it's like hard to Cardi's do something even new. Cardi's new. Well. In a sense, but I'm saying, like, Drake had views, right? What a great, um, you know, rap, R&B. You're like, Drake is on this one dance. Like, this, yo, Kanye's dropping, you know, The Life of Pablo that year. Uzi's new. It's, like, all new music. I believe the Birds in the Trap dropping 15. Like, around that time frame, like, there was all new music. And now that music is still here, it may not have... We have some artists have taken different senses, hitting, but I do understand what you're saying. The person it changes because of the the vibe and the energy and whatever it may be, that is true. But is there is there a decline? Does this year hold a candle to sixteen? Do you think you, five years from now when we look back on it? Absolutely. You think it does? You have the biggest stars. Yes. In music, you have Beyonce, Drake, Kendrick. Those are heavy hitters. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, the, weekend, the weekend dropped this year also. Donna Fam, Ghana, Post Malone. Post Malone dropped an album. So it's like your biggest stars are like competing. Like it's just, everyone's out there to, to try to prove something this year, I guess. Because 
No one's even caring about who's dropping when. We're all dropping. Dirk drop. Every, the biggest stars in the music game are dropping music. I think... Are we going to look... Like, we were talking albums the other day about like Drake and Kanye. And like that's for a whole other podcast coming. Yeah, yeah that's for a whole other episode. That's going to be... Take us about an hour. Yeah. But we were thinking about, like... I thought More Life, to me, really grew on me, you know, from five years ago. That was around five years ago. So I guess, like, is honestly never mind in five years for me going to resonate even more. I'm not saying I didn't like the album. I thought it was a good album, but... And even based off that, what I thought about when you just when you just said they were like, oh, when we were in 2016 and the Uzis were coming out, the Drakes are coming out, the the Travis Scott Drake is a rising... But he's but he's coming out here. Yeah, you're he's hearing flow. him in one dance. You're hearing him in Digital oh, yeah. Dash. You're hearing him in every single other falsetto, like just killing shit. You're hearing him on trap beats. You're hearing him on a piano, and then he's coming in mm. on one dance to hit you with some shit, and then he's turning over. And then he's on DJ Khaled's album twice. Oh, with some of course, like... he's hitting you on for free with like a weird off in a way trappy. But in in as I was saying, Travis Scott comes out. All these new sounds come out. All these big artists come out that are still living here today. But what artists are coming out today that are still going to be living here in six years or ten years that are going to be the Drakes, the Travis Scotts? I think I think that's what we're missing now. I think we don't have that like, whoa, look at this new person. We had Lil Baby in a sense. We had Gunna, by the way, Free YSO, Free Gunna. But we don't have that new, as you said, the new Travis Scott. We don't have that new artist. We don't have that new sense that maybe it is a new genre that we need to get that new artist. That's exactly what I was going to say, because, like, if you think about who's the newest artist to come out, right, and obviously, like, Leroy. the Kid Leroy, a couple of years ago, and we all love the Kid Leroy. Shout out to Kid Leroy here on the pod. Great. He's fire. But last year, I remember this account on Instagram, I follow um, Our Generation's Music. They said Yeet was, like, the next big thing. And, like, I listened to Yeet, I was just like, hmm, this is, like, Completely different, completely new. And then I remember Cole Bennett dropped a song with him. It was like a collab with him for the Minions. And next thing you know, I'm hearing that song all over. It's in the movie. Little kids are playing the song because they love the Minions. I want to go see the Minions. I don't know about you. I want to go see the Minions. But it's like, think about all those little kids that now know, oh, Yeet's the guy that did that song with the Minions, and then they start listening to Yeet. Is that mean that, like, he's the next artist, like, because everybody knows him, and he's a trend, and, you know, is music kind of like, what's the biggest trend next? Is it, you know, is it, like, actually listening to good music, in that sense? Because a lot of people just kind of, when people drop, it's about the reactions, you know? It's about that trend. It's about that 15 seconds on TikTok. Juan, what do you think? With Yeet, it's, it's different. It's funny I like Yeet, though. I, I do say. I, one, I can be honest with you, I had two Yeet albums downloaded. I planned to listen to them on a plane when I was I was going on vacation this past month. Didn't listen to anything. I've only ever heard, like, two Yeet songs. But I I follow Yeet as an artist because yeah. his arrives are so different. And also, I found him in some, like, GQ article. Oh, the new underground rapper. That's this, what I'm that, saying. Boom, boom. And then I do see his his rise of uh, lyrical lemonade and all those boys, but he's shout signed. out Cole Bennett too. Shout he's, out Cole Bennett. Like it's Cole it's Bennett. the weirdest thing, because right now kids are on super on TikTok, super technical, super super good with computers. Kids kids are, are technical minds nowadays, and they're finding these kids on SoundCloud and making up their own languages and their own Twitters and through gaming communities and through all these weird little nooks and crannies, and then building their audience up. And then going mainstream, which is the crazy thing. That's how Yeet's out here at Rolling Loud and how Yeet's built this whole audience. And then also, Yeet has a weird label back where 
he signed to Interscope Records, but then is also working with Field Trip Records, which is like Zach Bia, somebody high in fashion in the background. And that's kind of like his manager slash setup. So the way that they're doing it with his camp is amazing to where you have the big label and you have the big business that can back you in Interscope. And then you have the smaller label that is connected and can network you to all his friends and all the highest brands and get you to where you have to be. I think that's what's going to take you to the top at the end of the day. I mean, he absolutely has that following, you know, and a lot of people know him, I, you know, and has a fan base in that sense. And he's slowly, slowly growing in popularity. I think in the next couple of years, you probably will see that. Maybe it's because it's a different thing. I mean, one, I guess really the question is, I mean, you see this in music a lot. You see this in sports. You see this in life. Things are changing very rapidly. You know, do you think things in life maybe move faster because of technology? Does it, things like, you know, feel like we always have to keep evolving and changing in a sense? You know, technology may have been a big push to that, but, you know, in sports, you see, like we talked about last week, live and, and breaking away, maybe less events, more money, and, and you know, the sports change, this music change, and style, and, and fashion, and the world, you know, do you think it's because of technology, you're a PR guy, obviously, do you think it is because of technology in that sense that changed this whole dynamic of social media and whatnot? What do you yeah, think? I mean, that one, that's always going to change everything, especially like now, social media is the biggest media outlet in the world at this point nobody's really watching tv anymore so you see things that are obviously fake you don't really know the difference between real and true it can sometimes misconstrue your whole head for a lot of these kids and a lot of adults but where i see the problem when it comes to the arts is who's picking up pen and paper still who's painting on canvases who's straight stitching their clothes who's still learning how to play the piano on a real piano. Things are getting way too digital at one point, and mm. we, we need to still have that sense of normalcy. Even I see it now in the kids. We watched when we were younger, like, a different Nick at Night and a different Disney than, like, the kids are watching now. It's the most absurd change in content because of how, you know, more woke things are. It's not like back in the day you could say and do different things. Also, we would watch a movie like Scarface as, like, the old thriller and uh, suspense slash crime drama that was the bigger one of our time. Now they're gonna see a movie like Get Hard, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I get hard with Kevin Hart. And, Kevin Hart's and funny Mark Wahlberg. But now <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's even different. It's a movie, I, I wouldn't even say The Irishman, but now it would just be a whole different, it wouldn't even be like a Quentin Tarantino. It would be more of a Western, just mid-sense film. The artists are changing in general, and with technology changing, you're seeing in Avengers. You're seeing a crazy two-hour movie that CGI. looks like it is the realest thing in the world. And what's scary is, at one point, we're not even going to be able to tell the difference. I don't know. I don't see. I can change the music and art. I, I go to different museums all over this side of the country because I like to see pure art. And yeah. an old... 100-year-old, 300-year-old. Because, you know, it's crazy. We should do that. I was, a little I was, podcast crew. It's crazy because I was talking to my girlfriend about that. When was it? Yesterday or the day before yesterday? I'm like, we need to check if they have museums out here, like, or art galleries so we can go, like, check them out ourselves. Like, I like stuff like that. Like, I like art galleries. I like museums. So, next week we're going to go to the aquarium. And then, now that you mentioned that, like, wherever you know they're at, let's take a trip. Have a night out. With, you know, go take some pics. That'd be fire. Nice little vibe. In Baltimore? Yeah, Baltimore. Go check out the Orioles game, maybe. Nice dinner, go get a nice steak, you know. Check it out. In a harbor, nice place. Yeah. In a harbor, nice place. Three sprinters to Quebec. Uh, 
Sticky. Sticky. It'll be very interesting going back on the music to see who drops tonight. Uh, Kind of a good little segue off of it, though, to see the change in not only music, but in sports and arts and just about life. I mean, I think it's great. It's a great year for music. You know, you get a lot of different sounds, a lot of different artists putting out good projects of work. Understand, like, there's a lot of good albums out right now. Pusha T has a great maybe, album. Maybe it's too much, too, where you can't even absorb, you know, all of it. Oh, man, I didn't it's even listen to that one. Artists, that yeah. one's gone. Exactly. You know, maybe music that's is, the thing. Music cons- is consumed so fast. You have a week or two with your song. And you know what also damages great music? TikTok. When that uh, song is being played 10, 15, 20 million times a day, you dilute the music. It's like, that's it, a great song. And then you just bury it in a month. On the contrary, though, it does help artists it helps, promote. It absolutely promote, helps But artists. it does the opposite, too. And yeah. I guess that's the it's thing. It's a gift so, and a curse. I think you're right about that. But I think times have definitely changed. What Juan was saying, like, we brought up Tom Brady and how he keeps playing. It's like, it's like when we were growing up, there was always that one star. You know, it was like LeBron and, yeah, you know, yeah. it was like Tom Kobe. Brady. Now it's just like... You had LeBron, and Kobe, but now it's like you got Giannis, you got KD, you like Kyrie, you like Tatum, Curry, like you know what I mean in basketball, and it's like that even in like music now. You have Drake, you have Travis Scott, Lil Baby, whoever, you know what I mean. There's so many more options. Maybe technology has expanded that view and that's changing. It's also put but, a lot of light on a lot of people, even people that aren't famous. And 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 that's get paid millions of dollars to play a sport. It, it also can bring you back to, you know, we're watching this Jeter doc, the captain on ESPN. It's nice to see, like, the older times, what was, oh, the 90s. It feels you know more what I mean? nostalgic because exactly. you that. And, and maybe that is the great thing about it's it. It's like when your parents say, oh, back in my days, like, that's what we're feeling now. Like It's crazy. You're a little older and you can reflect back on things that you've seen and, and experienced. It's like, yo, we're old now. Like, I can say, like, all right, I get it now. But... It's a great year for music, great year for sports. I mean, if you're not tuning into anything, you're missing out. You better be tuning into In the Mix with Mike. Yeah, you better be tuning in. Little little back end podcast for you guys. Hope you guys enjoyed the introduction. Uh, started to hit the ground running. We had a couple things we're working on, but we got a lot of exciting content for you. A couple more pieces coming this week, and um, we're gonna have a couple more visuals for you in the near future. I yes. appreciate my producer, Wonky Bullat, out here coming on the show. Plug the website. Check out the website, yeah. You like that? We'll plug have the, talk. Plug, plug talk. talk. That's that plug, plug talk. talk. Yeah, but I appreciate you? Jose always being here. Let's he's do a, it. He's a weekly here. And then our producer coming back to back, like 96, 97, Drake. I got a couple of opinions on the culture, so you know I have to slide. That's our producer. This is a podcast where you can come speak your mind. You mm-hmm. don't have to be judgmental. You don't have to be afraid to speak how you feel on any particular yep. category, you know, if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. And then whoever wants to come up here, you know, we're always ready to have a conversation. We're always ready. Past judgment. We just here to have a good time, talk our stuff, you know, express what you like and express what you don't like. Everyone has an yeah. opinion. That's what we do. That's what we do. Man. That's what we do. That's what we, we are sports golf. driven, but we, nah, I'm going to watch it this Everybody weekend. Everybody pull up to Trump National this weekend. Oh man, bad mister. We're going to check it. We're going to see what happens, but. Did you see that the Nug Boys is out there? We're going to check yes. it out. The Nug Boys are out there. We're going to check it out. They Jose's on his way out there. He's trying to get, he's trying to get Jose a bag. They're about, to tra- they're about to give Charles Barkley 60 mil. Dude, I'm taking it. Sponsorship dollars. Sponsorship dollars. Sponsorship dollars. But hope everybody's good. Enjoy the episode. We'll see you guys soon enough. Check it out. Check it out. One up. One.